Hello, everyone. This is Molly Dalfit. And David Dalfit. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. In today's abbreviated episode, we are covering Math and Body Smart for the complementary Old Testament and Gospel selections for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. Moses talks God out of destroying the Hebrews in Exodus. And in Luke, Jesus tells two brief parables about the joy of finding what was lost. We lost a good bit of this week. Are you lost too? Let's get found together. This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You could read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking at the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org. Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then we encourage you to try it yourself. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're uh, putting out a show kind of late this week. So since time got away from us for a variety of reasons, uh, we are... A brief- Start of the program year. <laughs> well, yeah, there was that, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. And a couple of meetings and a dinner and stuff. Anyway, yeah. So time got away. So we are doing just the Old Testament and gospel selections for this week. Um, if you were really, really looking for some insights into Timothy and the Psalm, we are very sorry. Yes. Because we don't even have I know, an we episode don't even, from three years I ago. I know. We can't throw you back to three years ago to take a look at what we did because we didn't. Same problem, <laughs> I think. Same. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Beginning of September, bad time. Tough. Anyway, so we apologize for that. So uh, we're figuring we're hitting the highlights here. So we are looking at two of the intelligences, Math Smart and Body Smart. Yes. And uh, I will be looking at Math Smart. So a little bit about Math Smart. This is for uh, an article written by Kendra Cherry at a web website called Very Well Mind. And it's about psychological and um, intellectual um, characteristics for education. So, uh, math smart, according to Ms. Cherry, is uh, people who have strengths in analyzing problems and mathematical operations. People who are strong in logical mathematical intelligence are good at reasoning, recognizing patterns, and logically analyzing problems. These individuals tend to think conceptually about numbers, relationships, and patterns. Characteristics of one of these types of folks would include excellent problem-solving skills, enjoys thinking about abstract ideas, likes conducting scientific experiments, and is good at solving complex computations. So if you are one of these types of people, a good career choice for you is a scientist, a mathematician, a computer programmer, an engineer, or an accountant. 
And you've got a lot of those folks, hopefully, in your congregation. What have you got for body? For Body Smart, using the same information for, or the same article from Kendra Cherry at Very Well Mind, uh, she writes that the strengths of Body Smart folks include physical movement and motor control. Those who have high bodily kinesthetic intelligence are said to be good at body movement, performing actions, and physical control. People who are strong in this area tend to have excellent hand-eye coordination and dexterity. Characteristics of bodily kinesthetic intelligence include good at dancing and sports, enjoys creating things with his or her hands, excellent physical coordination, tends to remember by doing rather than hearing or seeing. If you're strong in bodily kinesthetic intelligence, Good career choices for you are dancer, builder, sculptor, or actor. In church, uh, they might be, I don't know, they might be uh, your folks who do stuff around the church. Well, yeah. And um, in, in worship. Outside the church, which kind of bleeds over into nature if they're helping with the, the, the landscaping and stuff. Right, right. Um, in worship, you know, standing, kneeling, Lifting hands, things like that would would help, and uh, uh, maybe praying with beads or a, a, a hand cross. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things might be useful for body smart worshipers. All right. The complimentary Old Testament text for Year C Ordinary Twenty Four is Exodus chapter thirty two verses seven through fourteen. I was just looking over this. There's a lot of really awesome people smart mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. particular passage. And, and uh, you could do just all sorts of drama with this one. It is essentially the story of um, uh, Moses is up on Sinai receiving the law from God. And while he's up there, Aaron and the people are down in the valley having an a hoot nanny. <laughs> and uh, the Lord said to Moses, go down at once, your people whom you... Your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. So there's some word smart, too, Mm. because um, Moses turns it around at verse 11 after God says, I'm going to burn the people off the face of the earth and make of Moses a great nation. And Moses is like, no, no, no. Why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you brought out of the land of mm-hmm. Egypt with great power and a mighty hand. So in essence, Moses uh, talks God off the ledge of um, doing great harm to the people. Uh, also in verse 12 says, why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, God, what are people going to say about you if you do this? Right. And verse 14, the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. Mm -hmm. So there's the Exodus passage. Thinking about this in terms of math smart, um, it's really the logic of the the passage of Moses talking God down off the ledge. So to illustrate this, uh, ask your congregation, have you ever had to use logic to help dissuade a friend or a sibling from doing something rash? Or the other way around, did they ever have to try to talk you out of something? And David has a story. Do you want to go ahead and tell it? 
Oh, well, um, when I was in college, a friend of mine and I decided late one night that we were going to drive three hours uh, to see another friend whose family was at the lake, uh, uh, up at Lake Erie. And uh, we stopped in at, at my house to pick up some stuff and told my dad what we were planning. And he said, that is foolish. And he said, you're going to drive three hours. You're going to get there at one in the morning, wake everybody up. Everyone will go back to bed. You'll get up, have breakfast, and then you're going to have to leave because you have to work tomorrow afternoon. Why would that be fun? <laughs> At the time, I was not pleased with his logic. <laughs> I thought, yeah, he, man, you're right now. Just I know it was going to be a lark. It was going to be spontaneous, and <laughs> but um, of course, he was right. Yes. So yes. So that's essentially what Moses is doing with God here, saying, "Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's think this through. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a Snickers." <laughs> You're a little angry. Who who is not a sponsor of the show. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a good way of illustrating that. If you have any stories of your own of um, personally being pulled back from something or doing that for someone else, uh, that's a good way in using logic to to illustrate this particular passage. I'm not sure how you would do a special effect with that, except maybe to do the drama of it and and specifically emphasize going through the steps, the logical steps of why is this why is this a bad idea? Mm-hmm. And also the, the the people smart of this, the drama of it, is that Moses was in a, such a relationship with God that he could say, Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. So what have you got for body for this one? Uh, in verse 10, where God says, let me alone so I can exercise my great wrath here. Uh, think about a time when you were as angry as, if, as you've ever been. Uh, what, what was that like in your body? Mm. For, for me, my breathing got short. I stretched my frame up so I was tall. Um, my blood pressure, I could feel going up. Uh, to the point that my vision actually started to turn red. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so that's what they mean by seeing red. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was starting to get this cloudy mist of red wow. over things. That was... Scary. I was hot. Yeah. Um, well, did you feel hot too? Because I think at oh, times when it, I'm really mad, I just feel warm, just very warm I, inside. Hot yeah, I inside. think after, after I was starting to come down i became aware of that in the moment i wasn't mm-hmm. aware of that but yeah that was Did you break def- it into a sweat probably mm-hmm. I, I don't remember that part man i hope that wasn't you weren't that mad at me no 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 oh good no. um oh, th- i think i remember then, that yeah 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 no i've never been that mad at you then um <laughs> Uh, or maybe the many times that I've gotten so angry at my technology yeah, that's that when I've I see you wanted that mad. <laughs> needed to hit something. And I have found that hitting a chair cushion is better than hitting my desk. <laughs> Doesn't hurt as much. Right. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, just thinking about that bodily experience of being that full of wrath. Mm. And uh, the the self-smart follow-up would be, was there something that brought you back from the brink? And if so, what was that? Mm. Assuming that you got back from the brink. 
Uh, for special effect connected with that, bring in a big old lump of clay or um, a, a big pile of sand or a big pillow or, or a punching bag. I think you can still find punching bags. Um, something like that. Anyway, something that can take an impact without any serious harm. And as you talk about being angry, uh, just just punch that thing's lights out you hmm. know, and uh, give some physical expression mm-hmm. to, to that wrath that, so people can identify with it. Yeah. You might want to be careful about that. Uh, there might be, if, if you know of people in your congregation who have had issues with physical violence in their personal life, Good you point. might want to give them a heads up. Good point. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if, you pl- if, you, if you're going to do that, um, I think it would probably be a good idea or, or even just a little bit of a caveat. Now, this is going to be, this, this could be yeah. difficult yeah. for some of you. Yeah. But it might, boom. yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, the clay might be interesting. Uh, yeah, and you'd want it to work some so that it could absorb the impact and not, mm-hmm. it's not hard. Yeah. But, you know, it, if you had that, then when you, when you punch it, you know, it would leave the mark. Yeah. Where, yeah. The, where the others would, would not tend to right. do that. Right. Well, and if, if you decide not to do that, I mean, if, if the, the actually hitting something is too much for certain people in your congregation, then you could go with a fire. And, you know, because God's wrath is going to burn. Uh, burn, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and do any one of our many things that we've talked about with fire in the past. <laughs> hey, David, here's an opportunity to set things on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is less body smart, but but it would be workable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, well, and, and of course, always take safety precautions. Exactly, yes. Yeah. yes. And you didn't hear it from us. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, let's go on. The Gospel lesson for Year C, Ordinary 24, is Luke 15, verses 1 through 10. These are two parables that are just classics. We have the parable of the lost sheep, one of a hundred, and the parable of the lost coin, one of ten. And in each case, the one who has lost it goes searching diligently until it is found and then rejoices, calling together the friends and neighbors to celebrate the finding of the lost. And all of this is in response to the Pharisees and scribes grumbling that Jesus was welcoming sinners and eating with them. And so Jesus concludes, I tell you, there's Joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Great stories. Wonderful stories. Wonderful stories. So for Body Smart, um, going along with the same sort of thing that we did just now in the Old Testament passage is thinking about how it feels when you lose something important. So... um, uh, Building up... Or why you would work that hard to find something. Something is that important you work really hard to find. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if you lose your keys, that's yeah. that's one thing. If you lose your keys when you need to get to the hospital because your wife is in labor, <laughs> you know, that's another thing, right? Indeed. And uh, the urgency mm, kind of right, ramps right, up there, right? right? Um, or if, for example, you lose a child, at, uh, I don't know, say Disney World when they're three. 
<laughs> I think we've told this story before, but we'll tell it again that that actually happened with us, that we were at uh, Disney World MGM Studios, uh, which is not a sponsor of the show. And um, while we were there, we lost our son. He, uh, he wandered off into the crowd. And we were talking about this just yesterday, actually. Were you? Yeah. He said, I follow you. I said, I know. That's how we lost you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you and you and daughter were going to go get a drink of water at the water fountain over there. And Jacob said, I will, I will go too. And, and I didn't know that. Right. And so you came back and said, and I said, where's Jacob? And you said, he's here. No, he's not. And he went with you and he was gone. Just like that. Just like that. It was crowded, very crowded that day. So we started yelling and calling for him, and immediately the staff appeared, and they were awesome. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, for Body Smart part of that, you know, think about what happens there in your body when you have that moment of panic. Right. uh, That this is lost. And this was about half an hour. Yeah, yeah, we were separated for a half an hour. Yeah, um, so it's the longest half hour of my life. Yes, um, for me, my senses—I I remember being more acute, um, and at the same time, my thinking became cloudy. Uh, my heart started to race. I had that sinking feeling, like. All my strength seemed to just flow out of my feet and all my blood with it. I could just feel everything going out Um, while the panic moved its way up to fill the void. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt like I was just going to fly. I was just. Yeah. 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 Uh, Thoughts were racing to terrifying futures. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I said, my thoughts of the present became more muddled. And if it weren't for the well-trained staff, who knows what might have happened, but they were right there and they were able to help us keep control of our faculties as we made the search. And our son was safely found and returned to us. And that was, that was a joy. And, uh, and that was also the end of the day. That was. <laughs> <laughs> we're heading back to the hotel now. <laughs> Absolutely. That was it. Um, so, uh, you know, we were delighted in that moment to be reunited. Um, nevertheless, the memory of those moments can still uh, overwhelm me with a sense of fear and dread. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, that feeling stays with you. Yeah. So if you have a, a similar story, um, you know, whatever degrees of intensity, and you can tell several stories of increasing intensity, perhaps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I just did. But uh, uh, and you're welcome to use our stories. But mm-hmm. if you have your own, that might bring a little more immediacy to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you could also do a. Uh, uh, this is also people and self smart as well. I mean, if for a, for a people smart. To combine this with people smart, you could do a guided uh, guided tour of having lost something, and and then in, you what, know, what do you mean? Uh, 
tell a story and have people imagine themselves oh, as yeah. the person who lost something. Yeah. And then for the self-smart part of that is examine your, pay attention to how you're feeling. I mean, it's, it's a body smart because you're feeling it in your body, but it's also a self-smart because you're, you're, you're connecting the, the emotions and the, the, um, your, your own past experiences mm-hmm. of, of having lost something and, and devoting a great deal of time looking for it. Yeah. I just have a, a special effect that you might do here too. And that would be to uh, produce like a quarter and then toss it somewhere, you know, uh-huh. just toss it over your shoulder and then start looking for it, you know, get a broom out and start sweeping the chancel to try and find the, uh, uh, the quarter. So you, you kind of act out this, the uh, second parable of the coins. That would be good. Yeah. Okay, uh, this passage, uh, looking at it from MathSmart, crunch some numbers. Um, uh, for an illustration, you can play with some statistics here and the way we think about them. Uh, this is an idea that David came up with, and I think it's fantastic. We're so really attuned to the role of the majority that often we consider it to be a measure of value. So for example, if you're on Yelp or if you're on TripAdvisor or something and you're and, or reading reviews for a product on Amazon or some, uh, not a sponsor of the None show. None of these are sponsors. Or <laughs> any other website, uh, making a decision about whether to purchase something. And you're looking at the reviews and if you see 4.5 out of 5 stars, you think, I might give that a shot. As opposed to 3 out of 5 yeah, well, maybe want to read those not, and see what's yeah, going look on through yeah. that. Maybe you might know somebody who's done this and you talk to them about it and see what they think. Uh, but would you stay at a hotel that got one out of five stars? Probably no, not. Unless you were on Depends a super on, budget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're of a certain age, you might remember an old commercial. Four out of five dentists recommend and I won't say the thing because they're not a sponsor either. <laughs> a particular kind of sugarless gum. Yes. And so did you ever wonder about that fifth dentist? What's up with that person? No, probably not because four out of five is good enough. But here, the value in this particular parable, these two parables, the value is in the minority or at least the value of the minority in, in uh, that is in some respect greater than the value of the majority as this responsible party is willing to put out some significant effort into recovering that lost one, whether it represents 1%, 10%, or 50%, as with two sons. Which so, we already did. A yes, which we already ago. did. Right. So um, Jesus is, is telling this. And, and the, the idea of, uh, I mean, people who are listening to these stories for the for the one out of 10 coins is probably like, oh, yeah. I mean, depending on how much that was of, of value, that, that could really yeah. make a difference. Yeah. And, the, and the one sheep out of 100, well, you know. Maybe maybe we could let it go, but you know maybe this is a really valuable flock, mm. and maybe the shepherd is kind of on the edge of being axed because of past bad performance. So you know there's reasons for going to look for that one. Um, so it, it's it's flipping the whole majority minority value that that we uh, attribute to it on its head, which yeah. good idea. It's, uh, uh, no one left behind. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. Which so is kind of people smart. Yeah. So looking at it in terms of the 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 uh, the majority minority numbers assessing numbers to it. Okay. So for a special effect for that, um, you could 
crunch some more numbers and look for the value of silver. And I went specifically with uh, the parable of the lost coin because I, it would, I, I don't know what sheep are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've got folks in your, this could be kind of a nature thing, but if you have folks in your congregation who uh, have any experience with shepherding or any experience with the, the price of sheep, yeah. um, you know, you could probably talk County to them about that. County fairs aren't too far past, probably. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so you might be able to. Selling the champions and right, all that. Right, right. Or anybody who raises sheep for wool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you could, I, but I'm sticking with silver. And so I've got links to three different websites. Uh, the uh, one called um, Money Metals Exchange, which has some uh, information about silver prices today here in 2019 uh, for an ounce, a gram, and a kilo of silver. Uh, you could bring in weights of each of these and show, you know, how much each of those is worth in silver. Um, if the woman had a coin that was a cistercious, it would weigh about 28 grams. And that's a fairly significant amount. Uh, if it's a it's shekel, it's- it'd be about 13. If it was a denarius, it might be three to four. So it depends on what the coin was. Uh, so there's some variance there as to actually how much that would have been worth. Uh, in current rates, it's really not all that much. It's 58 cents uh, per gram for silver. So the shekel would be worth about $7.89, but that's out of total savings of $78.89. I think I'd probably go looking for that. Yeah. I mean, if that's all you have in the world. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so depending on how you want to interpret the value of the silver in the story um, and what its significance is, I mean, it's it's cash, uh, it's valuable, so you can do some number crunching there and, and find out, um, uh, put, put a, a number value on it. Uh, the other two websites um, is Coin Traveler for the uh, uh, ancient coins and Wild Winds. Uh, that has some information about the different types of coins of the of ancient Judea. The uh, word that Luke uses in this uh, story is only ever used in these two verses. The word is drachma in Greek, which is the Greek coin of of currency. So it's not necessarily a shekel or a sestertius. <laughs> <laughs> Be really careful about saying that, or even a denarius. Um, it he uses drachma uh, for silver coin. So it would be interesting. This would be more of a word smart kind of um, exercise to go figure out why he used that as opposed to any of the others. So the math yeah. smart is still the value of the coin, right? The the amount, the worth of the coin, yeah. To um, il- help illustrate and demonstrate the uh, search that the woman goes through. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've exhausted that topic. Okay. What do you think? I think so. Okay. That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org or at facebook.com slash morethanhearing or tweet us at morethanhearing or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website, 
they go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can always share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. We have exhausted this line of reasoning.